<clears throat> Hi, my name is Steve Yoder, and this is the first episode of Abbreviated Bios. In our first episode, we're going to look at Richard Minter Johnson, who is the ninth vice president of the United States. Uh, but that's not what's really interesting about him. What's really interesting about him is his personal life, which really kind of fits in with all the debates about racial reconciliation we have nowadays. Johnson was born on October 17, 1780, in Beargrass, Virginia, to Robert and Jemima Johnson. His father was one of the largest landowners in Kentucky and had served in the Virginia House of Burgesses. As a young man, Richard attended Transylvania College in Kentucky, then studied law under George Nicholas and James Brown. He was admitted to the bar in 1802. Most people seemed to like him. He had a good personality, and that would help his rise in politics. He was elected to the House of Representatives in 1806. He was one of the war hawks who urged war against Great Britain, and when the war began in 1812, he raised two regiments of volunteers called the Kentucky Mounted Rifles and served under the command of William Henry Harrison. It was in this war where the most important event of Johnson's life occurred. He led a cavalry charge against the Shawnee Indians at the Battle of the Thames in Canada, in which Tecumseh, the great war leader, was killed. Witnesses later claimed Johnson had killed Tecumseh. This made Johnson a national hero. It would lead to his future political triumphs. His Indian fighting tactics would still be in use 70 years later. Johnson returned to Congress a wounded hero. He began to work on ending debtor imprisonment in the United States. At this time, if you were in debt and you couldn't pay your debts, they would put you in prison until your relatives uh, or you would pay off your debt, which seems kind of foolish because you're in prison and you can't pay off your debt. But he had to work on this for well over 10 years before it would finally be outlawed. In 1819, Johnson began the first of two terms in the U.S. Senate. He introduced in 1822 an unsuccessful bill to end federal debtor imprisonment. He also supported the end of Sunday delivery of mail. In 1828, Johnson lost his re-election bid because of his home life. This is where Johnson's life becomes much more interesting. Johnson had inherited land and slaves after his father's death. One of those slaves was Julia Ann Chin, who was an octoroon, which means she was one-eighth African. She began living with Johnson as his common-law wife, which happened because he could not marry her. Whites could not marry slaves at that time. And so when Johnson was away, he would put her in charge of the plantation, even over his white overseer. She also acted as a nurse in the area. Uh, they had two daughters, Adeline and Imogene, whom Johnson treated as his daughters, which was quite different from other slave owners. Most slave owners, when they had kids by their slaves, they treated them just as other slaves. They would never acknowledge them as their children. Uh, these daughters, though, he loved and he raised them as his daughters, and they eventually were married off to uh, white men of other plantations. When he was criticized over his domestic arrangements, Johnson said, Unlike Jefferson, Clay, Poindexter, and others, I married my wife under the eyes of God, and apparently he found no objections. 
Johnson's district, unlike the state, found no objections to him and re-elected him to the House of Representatives after he left the Senate. It was during this time that Johnson and others finally outlawed federal debt, debt imprisonment in 1832. This influenced the states to outlaw the practice for themselves. So the federal government could outlaw it, but that didn't affect the states. So the states, though, were influenced, and they began outlawing it also. Johnson was a Jacksonian Democrat, and he began to aspire to the presidency or vice presidency. In 1836, Andrew Jackson named Barton Van Buren as his heir apparent. Johnson decided to run for vice president. Jackson endorsed him, even though his common-law marriage came up again. Julie had died three years earlier, but it was still an issue. In the election, uh, Johnson's main qualification for becoming vice president was the fact that he had killed Tecumseh. In fact, his campaign slogan was, Rumsey Dumsey, Rumsey Dumsey, Colonel Johnson killed Tecumseh. At the election, Johnson ended up with the most electoral votes, but he lacked a majority by one, by one vote. The election then went to the U.S. Senate, where Johnson was elected 33 to 16. He still remains the only vice president ever elected by the U.S. Senate. During his vice presidency, Johnson cast his tie-breaking vote 14 times in the U.S. Senate. In 1840, he ran again, but along with Van Buren, was defeated. His political career was essentially over. He died of a stroke on November 19, 1850 in Frankfort, Kentucky, and was buried in that town. So at a time when it was illegal for whites and blacks to marry, the United States had a vice president who had essentially been married to a black woman. That is unusual. And that's why he was our first person in abbreviated buyers. Uh, we hope you I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope that you'll listen next week for the second episode. And I uh, hope to hear from you then. Bye.